Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Michael Forstner and welcome to the Kaleidoscope Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to anyone that's suffering with ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease or any type of GI issue. Our goal is to dive deeper into understanding things that can help us improve our GI system. So join us each week where we dive deeper into anything that can be beneficial for us. Today's cool fact on ulcerative colitis is when it was first discovered. Ulcerative colitis was discovered in 1875. That's 145 years ago. So people have been suffering with ulcerative colitis for a long time. Now, it was first discovered by two English physicians, Wilkes and Moxon, who distinguished it from a diarrheal disease caused by infectious agents. So on today's episode, I want to talk about one of the natural ways to help with gut health and with help healing. So today's topic is going to be on exercise. I know it's that fun, fun subject that a lot of people don't want to talk about. But again, exercise plays a major role for our health. Now, exercising with an inflammatory bowel disease like ulcerative colitis or any other GI issues can be challenging at times. You may find yourself with symptoms like stomach pains and peristalsis diarrhea. I know I've been there at least a few times, so it's never fun when we're running out there and having that issue, which may stop you in your tracks, no pun intended at all, to get you out there and working out. But exercise can be very beneficial for this issue or any GI issue. Now, medication can help with managing symptoms and achieving remission, but your symptoms may not go away completely. Getting started with an exercise regime might take some convincing, but the benefits are going to be huge and are going to be well worth your effort. So what are exactly the benefits of exercising when you have a GI issue such as ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease? Now, everyone could use a little more exercise in today's world. I mean, we're sitting constantly. I mean, people are going from their house, they're driving, so they're sitting the entire time in their vehicle. While they're at work, they're sitting. Then they're driving back home and sitting some more. And then typically we're eating and watching TV. So we're sitting probably majority of our time. I wouldn't be surprised if it's at least 75% of our day. And then we sleep. So again, we're not really moving around as much as we should which again is not gonna be good for our overall health. Now, there's no denying that benefits of regular physical activity such as exercise can help reduce blood pressure and help you maintain a healthy weight, which can be a difficult thing for someone with GI issues. I know I mentioned this on the last episode on the podcast, but again, and if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it, but weight is a huge thing when it comes to ulcerative colitis. Now, most people don't realize, again, that it's such a struggle to maintain a certain weight because, again, you're going to be eating food, but your body's not able to digest all that food and use all the nutrients. So, therefore, you have to eat more, which, again, is going to aggravate your gut lining, which, again, is going to aggravate your symptoms. So, it's kind of like a vicious cycle that's going on. So, again, you have to be kind of careful with the food you're eating and smart with what you're actually putting in your body as well. So, you're getting all the calories that you need to, again, to maintain that weight. But going back to the exercising, uh, exercising can also promote a better mood, which again is an awesome thing when it comes to ulcerative colitis or GI issues. Me personally, I have struggled with my mood 
with ulcer colitis, I've noticed that it has interfered with my quality of life by affecting my mindset along with my mood. Um, there's days where I just do not feel motivated. Again, I don't want to do anything. I feel like I'm almost like a zombie that I'm just going through the steps because I can't really use my brain as much as I want to, which is difficult because I know I need to use it all the time, especially when I'm working with people or talking to them. I need to stay focused. But again, it's almost draining my brain even faster then, which by the end of the day, I really don't want to do a whole lot. So again, that's one thing that exercise can help with. Um, it can also help with depression as well. Again, I know I suffered with that quite a bit with the ulcerative class when I had my last flare up. Again, it's not a fun thing. But again, the great thing about physical activity is that it can help stimulate your brain's production of endorphins or your feel-good hormones. So the more you exercise during the week, the better you can feel, not only physically, but mentally. This can also help with a better ability of coping with your GI issues. Now, exercise is also helpful because of its anti-inflammatory effects. Now, uncontrolled inflammation in the intestinal tracts lead to the ulcerations such as ulcerative colitis. Again, we're getting those ulcers on our GI lining, which again is going to get aggravated every time we are eating food. And again, again, that vicious cycle. Though after exercising, you may notice that your conditions improve. Now, one of the things when it comes to ulcerative colitis is that it's increasing your chance of colon cancer, which I really want to hit on this because, again, I don't think people realize the long-term effects of having ulcerative colitis and not doing something to make it better for yourself. So, again, if you're just dealing with it day in and day out, I don't know if you know the long-term effects that's going to have on your GI system, but, again, they're not great things. So regular exercise stimulates intestinal contractions and helps food pass through the GI system quicker, which again is going to reduce the gastrointestinal exposure to any carcinogens that you're putting into your body. So again, whenever we have that cupcake or that food that just has a lot of additives to it, if we're not moving around and getting our body functioning the way it should be, that's going to sit in our GI system longer and it's going to wreak more havoc the longer it sits in there. So again, the exercise is going to help push a lot of those things out quicker so our body can get rid of it. Now, one of the biggest excuses I know people come up with is that they feel like they don't have enough time to exercise. But I know people spend hours on end on social media just sitting there scrolling or watching Netflix. While you're watching Netflix, literally just pick up some weights and start moving back and forth. You can do that easily for 30 minutes. It doesn't take that much time. And again, we do have all this time. It just all depends what we prioritize first. So if you want to just relax on the couch, you're obviously putting at number one on your list. If you're going to eat then and then maybe read, so you got one, two, three, then you have exercise number four, the chances of it happening after you've gone to work and come home are not likely going to happen. You have to have a plan for it. So that way you have to make some time. And again, if you're already watching the Netflix, just start standing up, doing some burpees, some push-ups, some jumping jacks, just a few things to get your cardio going for, again, 30 minutes. And again, it doesn't have to take very long to reap the benefits of a healthy exercise. Like I said, you only need about 30 minutes a day. In fact, you only need about two and a half hours of moderate intense exercise per week which really isn't that much. So again, if you're spending about 20 to 30 minutes a day, you're going to hit that in five days. So again, 
There's 24 hours in the day and we just need 30 minutes for you to move around. I think you can find some time to do that. Now, there are many different options when it comes to exercise. You may find that one works for you better for your ulcerative colitis or your other GI symptoms. Again, it's like food. Every exercise can be slightly different, but again, it's gonna bring some beneficial factors. So the first one I wanna talk about is yoga. Now, managing ulcerative colitis sometimes often involves medication and dietary changes. We all know this. And again, it's something that we need to incorporate in changing and helping us heal. But since stress can also exaggerate ulcerative colitis, it's really important to reduce your stress and all your stress levels. Now, one of the best exercises to help reduce your stress is yoga. We know this, yoga is nice and relaxing as you're doing it. You're getting those deep stretches, taking in those deep breaths, and again, it should be more relaxing. Now, yoga can help if you are moderate to severe ulcerative colitis pain and prefer a low impact option. These gentle movements not only reduce stress, but also build muscle strength and improve joint flexibility, which I think we all could use a little bit of joint flexibility. I've seen people my age, they cannot even get close to touching their toes. So again, we need to work on flexibility all the time. Now, one study that they examined, they had 77 people living with ulcerative colitis who reported a decrease in quality of life due to their conditions. Now, I know I'd probably fall into this and most people will with ulcerative colitis, but they only took 77 in this study. Now, participants were separated into two groups. One group went uh, weekly for 12 supervised yoga sessions that lasted for about 90 minutes, while the other group um, just did some self-care, didn't really do a whole lot, didn't really do any yoga. The study found that after week 12, a greater number of participants in the yoga group class reported increase in quality of life. And then even after 24 weeks, the yoga group reported lower disease activities than the self-care group. Probably why is because of reducing the stress, but again, they're also setting time aside to do a workout. Now, the next exercise I wanna talk about is a little more intense compared to yoga, I guess, and that is running. Now, I probably heard all you just go, I don't wanna do any running. I hear you, but running can be an excellent way to improve your cardiovascular health and tone your muscles. This activity can also ease stress and keep your bubbles functioning properly. But running may be not right for everyone, or may not be right for everyone. Uh, again, this is gonna be one of those, it's gonna be a touch and feel type exercise. I know a lot of people have benefited from this, but I know other people have may have had some struggles with it. Now, some people, when they experience runner's diarrhea after a run, again, this is a true thing, might be turning people off. And trust me, I've been there before. I think I travel the quickest in the last minute when I can literally see my house. Sometimes there's this like spark in my brain that says, oh, we gotta go now. And I feel like I'm Barry Allen and I turn into the flash and I'm able to get to the house that much quicker because I know I need to use the bathroom. Again, I'm not sure if that's my brain just kicking into its old habits, but I've definitely experienced the runner's diarrhea. Uh, luckily, I've always made it to the bathroom though, so that's always a good thing. Now, symptoms of conditions, including intestinal cramping and loose stools, can also happen though with running, because again, as we're moving, the body's moving around a little bit, so again, 
our stomach, our GI tract is kind of being moved around a little bit. So again, you may notice some of those symptoms as well. Now, obviously, if you're experiencing a massive flare-up, running is probably not going to be the best thing for you to do right now. But what you could do maybe then is go for a walk. Just being out in nature can then can also be a really de-stressing way to exercise. Again, if you're just walking for 30 minutes, if you have a dog, take him for a walk. I'm sure he'll be more than happy to go out with you. And then the last exercise that I have, well, I guess I have two, but the last cardiovascular one I have is biking. Now, biking is another exercise to get your physical fit with increasing your cardiovascular and helping those muscles again. But again, it's going to reduce stress, but also be low impact on your body, which is always going to be a good thing. So someone that's, again, in more of a severe type flare, this may be better for them because, again, you're going to be stationary or if you're on a bike going in the park and everything. But again, you're not really putting a lot of wear and tear in your body. Not each step is going to keep pounding into your body. So again, the biking is going to be a better low impact workout, which again is going to help your GI system. Now, along with the biking itself, that it's going to be easier in your joints, which again, someone that may have some joint pain, this is going to make it easier for them to go outside. Because again, if someone's having a lot of knee problems, they're probably not going to even want to walk either. So again, this is something that'll definitely be easier for someone. And same with riding. If you ride about 15 to 20 minutes a day, just again, slowly increase your length and you're definitely going to have some good times on your bike ride. You're going to see so much more in your city or where you live and it's just going to be a good experience and again, help with that stress factor. Now, biking can be your main physical activity for the week or you can combine it with other activities for a total recommendation of 150 minutes of exercise every week. But again, it's up to you if you want to just do the biking or if you also want to incorporate something else with it. And then the last exercise you can do, which again, isn't going to be as much um, cardiovascular activity, it's going to be more muscle activity, is going to be strength training. Now, ulcerative colitis also puts you at risk for osteoporosis. So this means your bones are kind of wearing away, which is actually going to increase your chances of actually fracturing your bones or going to make your bones weaker. This is because of the anti-inflammatory medication used to treat ulcerative colitis, which can interfere with bone building cells. Now, often this can result in a greater risk of fractures, like I said, and again, that bone weakness. So again, this is where strength training is going to really come into play for even long-term goals. So strength training can encourage bone health, incorporate more weight bearing, and exercise your regimen, and again, increase a lot of those muscle groups. And so your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, you want to get them all strengthened so that way you're able to do more and not feel as weak as sometimes you may feel. Because again, that's one of the things with ulcerative colitis. It's also going to have some muscle wasting. So again, we need to build those muscles back up so our body can function the way that we want to. Now, luckily enough, um, I was able to have my wife watch me lift weights, which I don't think everyone's as lucky as I am, but she let me know that I was actually having bad form when I was lifting weights. So when I thought I was working a certain muscle group, I actually was not. And one of the main ones I've been working on and focusing on are my gluteal muscles. Now, I've lost a lot of muscle mass in my glutes, so it's something I really need to focus on. And I never really had to engage those muscles before when I wasn't sick with ulcerative colitis. But now that there's been muscle wasting, 
it's really hard for me to actually engage those muscles. I have to really focus and think about what I'm doing. And I need someone from outside telling me that I wasn't lifting properly because again, I was putting more strain on my back and not so much my glutes. So again, I wasn't really working even the right muscle groups. So what I recommend when you're strength training, if you don't have much knowledge in strength training, you may wanna look into a trainer for quite a few sessions because again, they're gonna help you out. They're gonna save you time by actually working the right muscles and not having to get any injuries. And again, they're just gonna make sure you're doing everything correctly. So therefore, when you keep moving on, adding more weight, again, you're gonna be working the right muscles, you're growing those muscles. But again, you may be saving yourself from an injury, which is gonna be big. So what's my takeaway from this all today? Well, exercise with ulcerative colitis, again, is not always easy. It can be especially hard to get you, mo- get you motivated during a flare-up. And again, when you're in a flare-up, possibly just resting the entire time might be your best option. But again, increasing your levels of physical activity can reduce inflammation and help you feel better. The right exercise depends on the severity of your symptoms and what you can tolerate. Now, speak to your doctor and get some guidance again for choosing the proper workouts. Again, they may have a better solution for depending where you're at in your stage with your flare-up or your ulcerative colitis or your GI symptoms. Because again, each and every one of this is different. So one thing might be better for someone, may not be great for someone else. So make sure you talk to them and understand what you should be doing to, again, to increase your physical activity. And always begin a new exercise at low intensity. If a particular exercise triggers diarrhea or other symptoms, switch to another workout to reduce the intensity. Again, it's probably going to be a trial and error right off the bat. And again, you're going to have to see how you feel after a few sessions. Again, you're probably going to be a little sore because, again, you're working muscles that haven't really worked out too well. And as always, drink plenty of water after your workout and even before your workout and during your workout because you want to stay hydrated to keep those muscles hydrated. Well, as always, that is our episode. So stay healthy and we'll see you next time. Way to go. You listened to another episode on the Kaleidoscope. Now, each episode, I hope you're learning more and more about ulcerative colitis and other GI issues. Again, this spot right here on this podcast is dedicated to you. So if there's anything that you want us to talk about, send us an email, um, hit us up on any podcast station, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible and talk about that topic for you. As always, stay healthy. That is a wrap for our podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If, again, you like this episode, make sure to comment and like this and share it with all your friends. It means so much when you share this information with everyone else. Again, if there's anything that you want to hear, send us an email, send us a comment. We'll definitely be happy to respond back to that and maybe talk about that topic. As always, make sure to talk to your provider first before you make any medical changes. Again, this is not meant to be something for you to change your medication or anything along those lines. You need to talk to your medical provider first before you make any changes. As always, stay healthy. We'll see you next time.
The information provided is more for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other health care provider. This information is not to be used or relied on for any diagnostic or treatment purposes. You should not use this information for diagnosis or treatment of any health problem or as a substitute for medication or other treatments prescribed by your physician. Please consult your health care practitioner before embarking on a diet, fast, exercise, or supplement program. Thank you.